When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Drags. Today is the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. And this is episode 252 of the Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. And what better way to celebrate it than offering up the fireworks edition of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network here to help me light the fuse once again is Mike Dussault of patspropaganda.com. Any big 4th of July plans or even holiday week plans, Mike? No, just uh, counting down till the start of training camp is pretty much it. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, you are not alone in looking forward to the uh, end of this month when we can finally put aside all the Tom Brady drama, the Rob Gronkowski <laughs> drama, at least off the field, and see them back <laughs> on the field. I mean, I, I tell you what, it has been a long drama-filled offseason in that regard. You agree? Oh, I totally agree, and it's just uh, it just feels like we keep getting dirt kicked up from the 2017 season. It's just it's been one of those weird years where you just can't seem to put last season to rest, and with training camp, it will officially be put to rest. So that'll be a good thing. Well, you know what? It's interesting you say that because the last couple of times the Patriots have won the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick's first message is, um, you know, when they get the rings. Uh, in the ceremony in the off season, that formally puts two thousand the previous season to rest. I wonder what moment it might be that puts uh, you know this off season to rest for these Patriots. Oh man, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's there's no need for a big sit down between Belichick and Brady and Gronk and everybody's you know got to have a, a beer summit and, and, and apologize and hug it out and uh, you know I don't know if it needs to be that extreme, but uh, you know hopefully that first team meeting once they get to training camp that kind of kicks things off and uh, we're off on the twenty eight season twenty eighteen season from there. Again, this is the Fourth of July episode, so enough of that. We want to get on to the real fireworks. And with this 4th of July-themed Patriots beat in mind, going to start here. Mike Dusso of PatsPropaganda.com. Which Patriots will light the fuse, either players or coaches, that will be the leaders, vocal and otherwise, for these 2018 Patriots? Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with uh, with a rookie here, uh, with Sony Michelle, uh, the running back that they drafted in the first round, which I think, uh, you know, was a was a surprising kind of move for all of us. They hadn't taken a running back that high since, you know, they took Lawrence Maroney in 2006. And, you know, and going back, it was it was pretty remarkable how much they gave the ball to Maroney right out of the gate. Um, you know, with Rex Burkhead in position, it's, it's hard to say if they're going to throw uh, Michelle into the fire like that. But I like him as the guy who kind of gives this Patriots, you know, light the fuse, so to speak, um, you know, just being able to give this team a new flair, a new dynamic, something that is new to be excited about. Um, when I think about lighting the fuse, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's, it's something new. And I think he's kind of got all the things, all the boxes that they really need, take some pressure off of Brady. Um, I think he's going to be the guy who, who says, you know, 2017 is dead. 2018 is here. We've all of a sudden got this new explosive running back who can really make a, you know, really be a game changer. 
So I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going to go leaders on the field that really have to step forward quickly and put last season in mind. Tom Brady and Dante Hightower. Tom Brady, because well, I think it goes without saying, uh, he's had a drama-filled offseason, uh, the back and forth with Bill Belichick not showing up at the voluntary OTAs um, and people making everything they want to out of the significance of that, the ongoing drama with Alex Guerrero. I think Tom Brady early in camp needs to get a message to his teammates. He's going to light the spark on the field and be the leader that everyone has come to ex- uh, you know, really expect um, in his 17 previous seasons uh, with the Patriots as a starting quarterback. And I think it's incumbent upon Tom Brady. It's a mandatory for Tom Brady to get out of the gates quickly uh, and really set the tone on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, Dante Hightower, and you know why Dante Hightower, Mike? This is where you say, why, why, Trags? (laughs) Why, Trags? (laughs) Um, I think Dante Hightower needs to set the tone defensively because of what happened with Malcolm Butler at the end of, or at the end of the season, obviously not playing in the Super Bowl. There were a lot of harsh feelings uh, and hurt feelings uh, among veterans, defensive veterans on that team that felt they were robbed. And, you know, Dante Hightower liked, you know, that comment after the Super Bowl uh, on social media. And, you know, people read into that, that, you know, there's some dissension in the locker room. And I think behind the scenes, there was some like, what the hell's going on here? And I think it's going to be up to Dante Hightower to set the tone defensively uh, in the defensive, well, in the linebackers room, obviously, but uh, take the defense aside along with Devin McCourty and say, look, last year's in the past. We are moving forward. We are focused on one goal, and that is to be the best defense we can be. So I think Tom Brady and Dante Hightower uh, have got to be the leaders. I mean, I couldn't agree more on, especially on Hightower. I mean, I think for this defense to kind of put last year behind them, I think he's got to be the guy. I think, you know, Brian Flores, the new de facto uh, defensive coordinator, right. you know, has to lean on him. Um, of course, the scary thing is, is can he play a full season? Is he going to stay healthy? Uh, you know, the depth at linebacker really wasn't addressed that much this offseason. So, you know, once again, you're kind of very, uh, very thin ice with that squad. But I think he is absolutely the guy that that, you know, just needs to be the catalyst for the defense. And I mean, I, I I expect to have a huge season out of him. He's had a chance to really hopefully get healthy. He's out there for OTAs. He's out there setting the tone already. Uh, make this, this is his defense now, and, and he really has to be the guy. Well, and that's, you know, the difference right now between Hightower and Brady is that he was at OTAs. He didn't make any statement, um, you know, and certainly uh, he has been a leader throughout the offseason uh you know, conditioning and off-season workout program for the Patriots. So there's no reason to believe that Hightower won't come in and assume the leadership uh, role uh, that he has uh, been accustomed to over the last several years um, with the Patriots. Hightower has said in the past, Mike, that it's he can lead when he's not on the field, but it's much harder. When you're a player and you're active, that's when you can really bring the group together and get involved uh, in the day-to-day, uh, week-to-week preparation for the team. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and just uh, the biggest thing with Hightower for me is just the clutch plays he's made the last two Super Bowls. You know, he made game sa- game saving, game changing plays. Uh, and, you know, really, you look at that fourth down in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, the Patriots get off the field there. They probably win the game. Uh, they don't get off the field. It's, it's, you know, it's a moment like that where if Hightower was out there, maybe he gets to the quarterback, maybe he breaks up the pass. But, you know, that was what was missing. And, and that's really what they need most out of him are, are those big plays in, in critical situations. All right, we're speaking with Mike Dussault of patspropaganda.com. You can check out his great information at patspropaganda.com. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about a new wellness brand for men. It's called 4 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. Thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have, of course, than replace the hair you've lost. How will you feel a year from now if it's business as usual up there? Well, here's a solution. 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can now be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. There's well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. And prescription solutions are backed by science. Save hours by going to 4 It's just that easy. Order now. My listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash trags. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash T-R-A-G-S. 4 slash trags. Here on the Fireworks edition of Patriots Beat, joined by the one and only Mike Dussault of patspropaganda.com. All right, moving on. Which Patriots will explode and provide the oohs and the ahs for the 2018 Patriots? Mike, we'll start with you. Well, I mean, I was uh, I was going to say go with Hightower on this one. I mean, for the reasons as we discussed, I mean, I think that, you know, he is the guy that, that has to be the guy making the fireworks because they just don't have those playmakers at the second level, um, you know, as we as we kind of discussed before. But the other guy I think I got to mention is uh, is Trey Flowers, who I think, you know, playing for a contract now. It's all right there for the taking for him. I mean, he's just been everything the Patriots needed him to be. Can he hit that next level? I think it'll be interesting to see how he's kind of used with Adrian Claiborne now in the mix, who was kind of inserted into that right defensive end spot. I think, you know, really the Rob Ninkovich trade, I don't know, or sorry, the Rob Ninkovich retirement last year, I don't know how much it caught the Patriots by surprise, but I think that they really weren't prepared to deal with so much defensive end attrition. And, and, you know, you saw Trey Flowers kind of move over to that old left side. Side, uh, where Ninkovich played such a vital spot in the Patriots defense where he's act, asked to drop into coverage a little bit more. Um, I think he's going to be him and Hightower. Those are the two key guys. I think they've got to be the guys making the plays, making the fireworks, so to speak. Uh, and, and if they get production and those guys stay healthy, I think I think the Patriots defense is going to be really good. Okay, so you stole my thunder a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Trey Flowers to have a breakout season. He will provide fireworks galore on the defensive side of the ball. Let's go over his numbers since you bring it up. Um, for his career, he has 13 and a half sacks. His, uh, last year, he uh, had... Uh, six and a half sacks, 62 combined tackles year before uh, when he helped the uh, Patriots win uh, Super Bowl 51 uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. He had 45 tackles and seven sacks 
Last two years, he's been very productive. This year, I think he's going to reach double figures. I'm going to mark this down. He is going to reach double figures in sacks. I'm going to give him 11 sacks and two fumble returns for touchdowns and a pick six. That's how big a year I think Trey Flowers is going to have. I think he is going to be a monster. You mentioned he's heading into a contract year. I just think he is. He knows uh, that he's going to be 25 when the season begins. He's entering the prime of his career. If he can stay on the field, stay healthy, knock wood, um, I think the Patriots are going to have a sensational year uh, from Trey Flowers. On the offensive side of the ball, and I'll, I'll get your feeling on this, Mike, the two guys that I think will explode and provide huge seasons for the Patriots, especially uh, with Julian Edelman um, probably you know, sitting out the uh, first four games of the season with his PED suspension, Chris Hogan and Jordan Matthews. I think those two are going to be huge, huge, huge for Tom Brady. Well, you now tracks you just. I think we see we see the roster a little too similarly because Jordan Matthews was the name I was sitting on as well. Um, you know, I think I think really the, the wide receiver turnover is is one of the most interesting spots in the whole roster right now when no you consider. Doubt. Uh, you know, Amendola leaving and Brandon Cook's gone and Edelman with, you know, being 32, coming back from injury, suspension. Um, you know, it's it's just a fascinating place. And when you look at Jordan Matthews' production out of the slot, I mean, that's just, you know, that's been Tom Brady's bread and butter position. You go back, Troy Brown, Dion Branch, those are the kind of guys that can get open quick, um, that he loves and that always seem to really be productive in this offense kind of throws back a little bit to 2013 when you had Welker and Branch leave and it kind of turned over to Edelman and, and Amendola. Uh, now I feel like we're almost in another one of those mini transitions. And I think the Patriots have done a good job, you know, kind of stacking the position between getting Philip Dorsett last year, adding Kenny Britt late in the season. Corderell Patterson is in there. Um, there's a lot of bodies, but I think Jordan Matthews uh, is, is the guy I think that will kind of emerge into that role and hopefully be the slot receiver, so to speak, of the future. I think he's got the skill set he's got size which is a little bit different than we're used to than the small quick guys like Edelman and Amendola but he's a guy I think that really needs to step up and, and be a big part of this team for them to continue on the track that they've been on Jordan Matthews his uh, production really uh slumped in 2017 with the Bills. He only had 25 catches, uh, one touchdown, 282 yards, coming off three seasons in which he averaged 850 yards receiving and 70 receptions. Um, He has a point to prove this year. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, obviously it goes without saying he's never played with a quarterback like Tom Brady. Uh, you know, and it's it's we've almost kind of forgot recently there was that whole period where, oh, Tom Brady, they can't develop receivers. Nobody can get it. You know, that that it was, oh, we got to go back to Deion Branch. And each year was a new ex receiver being brought in who couldn't quite get it. Uh, you know, Brandon LaFell and, you know, Chris Hogan, obviously, I think I think Chris Hogan is a guy. And I agree. I think last year he tried to kind of get a little bit into that Edelman slot type receiver. I think he's best served as we we saw him in 2016, you know, playing outside, playing the deep routes. I mean, when Absolutely. they got Brandon Cooks last year, it kind of made Hogan a little bit redundant. And then he's just he's not that quick open guy that we want him to be. Uh, so I think him going back to kind of playing more of that X receiver outside role will serve him well. Um, they're just going to need to find somebody on the inside that, that can produce, especially in the clutch moments. When you look at the big catches that Amendola came up with last year, I mean, how many games would they not have won without Danny Amendola last year? Somebody's got to make those catches now. Uh, no question about that. I'm going to throw in a special team oohs and ahs, and I think you, you mentioned him, Cordell Patterson. I just am so excited to see what he is going to be able to do uh, with the ball in his hands. They're going to get 
try to find ways to get the ball in his hands in as many ways as possible, obviously. Um, and I'm just curious to see how the new kick return rules affect a guy as explosive as Cordell Patterson. Does it give him more space? Um, will he be able to do more things in the kick return game, kick return and punt return? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to to create a little bit more without the you know the two man wedge in front of him anymore. And and I think it's I think it's a great pick. I mean, it's really perfect for the the fireworks theme because I mean nothing is like fireworks than you know when you see somebody all of a sudden bust a kick return, which you know just a game changing play. I mean, I think the Patriots. Uh, I, I really like the the quote I saw uh, Bill Belichick telling Patterson, you know, we're gonna we're gonna use you how you're supposed to be, we're gonna, you know, how you're supposed to be used. So we'll see what that means. I think there'll probably be uh, you know some gadget plays here and there. Maybe some of those quick screens, the that you know, just ways to get him in the offense, get him involved. I mean, how many times do we need to see Matthew Slater line up at wide receiver and run a go route, and they just take a shot to him? You know, if you got a few plays a game that you're trying that, there's got to be a few things you can do with Patterson. So I think he really could be a, a wild card on special teams. But you know, nobody knows how these new kickoffs are, are going to go, or, or how the Patriots are going to kind of attack him. So it should be really interesting. Well, it's funny you bring up that quote from Bill Belichick. He's used that before, you know, Mike. With- yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Danny Amendola. Remember what he said about Danny Amendola when he uh, came to uh, when he came to New England. No. Same as said essentially the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Look, the way you were used in your previous years uh, in uh, wherever uh, in St. Louis, that we're going to change that. We're going to use you differently. We're going to really yeah. make you comfortable here in New England and make the best uh, use of your skills possible. Yeah, I think, and I think Amendola really. We saw, uh, especially in the, you know the 2016 season, where they were able to protect him behind Edelman. He wasn't the guy who had to go out and catch eight to ten passes a game, which was you know what was getting him injured every season. Uh, you know, in that kind of backup clutch role, he could come in and you know make a huge play, but not have to you know do it all. So uh, they're going to have to replace that production, and, and obviously Patterson and Matthews and all those guys are kind of kind of fit in to replacing Danny Amendola in, in that role, which uh, which really we've seen is a vital role especially when you've got some uncertainty with Edelman again he's 32 that's close to the uh, expiration date especially for slot receivers uh, he looks in great shape he looks explosive still so I don't want to throw him under the bus just yet but uh, things you got to think about for the long-term uh, health of the franchise and especially the offense okay I'm going to finish up my uh, fireworks uh, oohs and ahs segment here uh, with a rookie that you mentioned uh, in lighting the fuse earlier uh, and that is Sony Michelle I think he is going to be a dynamic player. I don't think the Patriots would have um, used a first-round pick on him, one of the two first-round picks that they had along with Isaiah Wynn, unless they thought Sonny Michel could come in and contribute right away. I think he is going to be a dynamic runner. I think he's going to be a dynamic pass receiver, and I think he is going to really provide some fireworks in that backfield. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we've been talking about it, you know, as Brady's career's gotten on, you just think of that, wow, it would be great to have kind of that running back who could just take a little bit of heat off of him. I mean, and last year was such a strange year for me because, I mean, I loved what they did where they really stocked the backfield where they had Dion Lewis and and they brought in Gillisley, who obviously didn't work out for a number of reasons, um, Rex Burkhead and, and James White. And, you know, you had this whole group and it was, how are they going to use them all? And I, I just felt like, 
they just got lost in the shuffle and they could never quite spin the right dial. Uh, and I, I really felt that was true in the Super Bowl where I, you know, I was, man, I would like more Dion Lewis. I know Dion Lewis wanted more Dion Lewis in the Super Bowl as well. Um, you know, so I, I just hope that they can figure out a balance with the backfield this year. Um, we know Burkhead's had injury issues. There are always injury issues in the, in the backfield. Um, but you know, it, it would just be, it would really help the offense. It would help Brady if they can establish Michelle as a guy that teams have to game plan for and have to figure out how to stop, uh, especially with balance, both running and, and catching the ball. So he, he's a real X factor, I think, for, for making this a new kind of offense that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. Defensively, I think Duke Dawson could actually uh, provide some fireworks. He's young. He's going to probably be uh, put in the slot uh, and certainly uh, compete for uh, the slot corner position, uh, along with the likes of Eric Rowe uh, and probably Jonathan Jones. I mean, that that is the way I see that competition um, really, uh, you know, coming down to. And I th- think the second rounder um, out of the University of Florida, Duke Dawson, I think he's going to be a fascinating player to watch. Sure. It's, I mean, it's always interesting with cornerbacks, uh, you know, in the Patriots. It seems like every year that's the most popular position where an undrafted rookie makes it. Uh, and, you know, you have Keon Crossan, a, a low round draft pick, J.C. Jackson, an undrafted guy, two guys who were, you know, making plays in OTAs. I mean, J.C. Jackson was starting across from Gilmore through most of minicamp, um, you know, which and, and meanwhile, you know, nobody knows quite for sure what's going on with Jason McCourty. And I think most of us just kind of penciled McCourty in for 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 Ma- Malcolm Butler. Um, so I think there's a lot of interesting things going in there. What what I like about Duke Dawson, he's got a unique skill set. Um, we've seen Eric Rowe as kind of a bigger slot guy at times. He, he can kind of play inside and outside. But, uh, you know, Dawson fits that mold a little bit better in terms of the kind of diminutive, tough slot guy who can play man, can play zone. Um, he's going to be a good tool for the toolbox. I think there I don't know for sure, though, how it's all going to how it's all going to play out. And I think that's a position where you can never rule anything out uh, where there might be a surprise player like one of those unheralded guys all of a sudden stepping in and being a significant part. All right, we have to move on to those who might fizzle out on this Patriots roster. And i got to tell you, it's going to be very, very hard for me to pick one. And I only really see one that could fizzle out in terms of their offseason additions, and that's Jeremy Hill out of Cincinnati. And to be fair to him, uh, with Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard uh, really battling it out uh, in Cincinnati for the 1-2 running back position with the Bengals. Jeremy Hill did not uh, get much opportunity to prove that he could bounce back. He only had 37 carries, 116 yards, um, no touchdowns in 2017 for the 7-9 Bengals. Jeremy Hill would be my one player that they signed who could turn into Mike Gillisley, though Jeremy Hill is still a downhill runner, and he could certainly be an impact in goal line situations. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, again, it just goes back to, you know, finding a spot for all these running backs and finding a way to, to get them into a rhythm so that, you know, it really benefits the offense. And, um, you know, he's a big guy. He has, you know, unique skill set. I mean, at this point, it's it's impossible to try to figure out how it'll all play out. But it's just good to have that kind of depth and, and know that you can withstand some injuries should they occur in the training camp. Uh, my guy who's going to fizzle out, and it kills me to say this, but uh, it's Malcolm Mitchell, who, you know, after a super promising 
2016, had a great Super Bowl 51, uh, missed all of last year with injury. Now he's, you know, missing in action at OTAs. I mean, it's, you know, we talk about the turnover at wide receiver. Uh, he's a guy that I'm really concerned about. It's too bad considering how well he clicked right out of the gate for a rookie. I mean, it's almost unheard of uh, to get that kind of production and, and, you know, for Tom Brady to be that rely, you know, to find someone that reliable right as a rookie. Um, he's a guy to watch. Uh, I wonder if injuries are really going to limit his career. I am starting to have concerns that, you know, we might never see him hit his full potential. Uh, he's unfortunately, you know, you hate to pick guys who are going to fizzle out at this point. You want to be positive and excited about everybody and think everybody's going to live up to their potential. But, uh, you know, he's one guy that, that definitely has me concerned. Well, I think it's a good sign for the Patriots that you look up and down the offensive and defensive roster roster, and even special teams. It's really a stretch to think of who's going to fizzle out. But certainly Jeremy Hill and Malcolm Mitchell, they may not even make the roster. There's no guarantee that those two players, or Mike Gillisley certainly, who is still on the roster, make the roster coming out of training camp. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, the, the competition at wide receiver, as we said, it's just, uh, you know, it's fascinating to see how it's all going to work. I mean, you just you just cross your fingers that Mitchell is is out there at, at the start of training camp and not, you know, on that, you know, that list of the PUP guys that always comes out just before a training camp and all of a sudden just takes your takes the wind out of your sails because you're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize all these guys were injured, you know, and they're sitting out. Obviously, he can come back at any time, but uh, I think it would bode well for him to, uh, you know, to be out there from the start. But I, I'm not holding my breath at this point uh and one guy i would throw to on, on defense that i think could kind of go either way is a landon roberts i have I like that name uh, circled on my sheet <laughs> go ahead we keep undercutting each other yeah we sure do great minds mike go ahead about a landon roberts well, sure. I mean, I, you know, I think he was the one spot I really wanted to upgrade this offseason. And, and they did, you know, draft two players, Jawan Bentley and, and Christian Sam, who uh, obviously we'll have to see how they fit. Um, but, you know, just having better athleticism in the middle of the field, that was just so vital to me. I thought that was where they got killed last year. Obviously not having Hightower hurt them. Um, but, you know, I just felt like Roberts was kind of stuck in the middle. Uh, and, you know, he's a guy that needs to take a step forward if this defense is going to be uh, live up to, you know, their potential. That's Mike Dussault. Mike, tell people where they can follow you and how they can follow you online. No, Pat's Propaganda uh, website and uh, Pat's Propaganda on Twitter, the two main outlets. And uh, yeah, just uh, and popping up here on, uh, on Trags' podcast whenever I'm lucky enough to, whenever I'm lucky enough to get on. <laughs> we are fortunate to have you, Mike, believe me. Uh, I want to thank everybody for downloading today's Patriots Beat. That would be Patriots Beat 252, the fireworks episode of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Want to once again thank our guest, Mike Dussault from patspropaganda.com. You can also give us a follow at Patriots CLNS and at CLNS Media on Twitter. You can also, of course, give my own personal account a follow at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. Today's sponsor, 4hims.com. For Patriots content manager, Mike Alonji, CLNS media executive producer, Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. This is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.